Welcome back to the Journey Conversation. We're glad to have you here. Today I have a couple of friends around the table. We've got we've got Sarah and Andy. Hello. Hi, Leanne. Hi. <laughs> um, today I want to talk about building connection. Your life. Your journey. Starts now. And that may seem a little vague, so I kind of want to... Yeah, what does that mean, Leanne? So what I'm talking about is, um, so you know how you're in grade school, and there's a bunch of other kids, and they're kind of your age, and they're from your same neighborhood, and so you get you all get together in the classroom, and you make friends. And so there's times when it's just natural to make friends, um, everybody's new, everybody's in the same situation. But what I want to talk about today is like, what happens when everybody else seems to be connected and you're not? Or there's somebody out there that feels like everybody else has friends and you're not. So I just want to find out if you guys have ever been in a situation where you're just not, you're somewhere new or you're in some situation and you're just not connected. Well, I'll go ahead and answer your question, Leanne, just because um, I have recent experience with this. Um, my husband um, took a job in Mexico for almost two years. And when we first arrived in Mexico, I didn't know any Spanish. I knew absolutely no one there. And all I had was my family. And I thought, well, this is cool. We'll sightsee the whole Mexico and we'll just be one big happy family. And it's okay if I don't know anybody. It's okay if I don't have any friends. I have my friends back home. I'm fine. And as the like weeks and months got like went on, I was so lonely and I realized like, I don't have any friends, but I don't speak the language. I don't have any friends here. What am I going to do? And so it was something that I tossed around for a while and I tried to make friends with other people that spoke Spanish, but my Spanish just wasn't good enough to make connections. And as I wrestled it with it for a while, I realized Annie people aren't going to come to you. If you, your heart is desperately longing for a friend, you're going to need to make that first move. And that was hard for me because I wanted people to be interested in me too. Like, well, Hey, you, you come talk to me. I'll go talk to you and it'll just be natural and I'll go back and forth. But that wasn't my experience. And I felt so strongly convicted and it's on you to go out and make a friend. And so I remember the first thing I did was so awkward for me, but there was a lady that lived down the street and she spoke English. And I was like, well, my Spanish isn't good enough, but she speaks English. So I'm going to go ask her and I'm going to ask her, hey, do you want to go on a walk? And it took her by surprise. She's like 15 years older than me. And she was like, well, I'm not really sure what we have in common, but sure, I'll go on a walk with you. And I was nervous that she would say, no, no, thanks. I'm good. I'm not a walker. But it did my heart so good because then we started going on a walk once a week and then it ended up being three times a week. And then sometimes it was like every day, like, hey, you want to go on a walk today? And it was so refreshing for my soul to have somebody to talk to and hang out with. But the second thing I learned was when you're so desperate for a friend, maybe like stereotypes that you're used to being around like, oh, okay, I'm only going to hang out with this group of people or this group of people or this group of people. I was so desperate for a friend. I didn't care. And it was truly only about people's character. Like if they're an honest person, if they're a kind person, like those are the people I want to be around. And the rest of the stuff doesn't matter because I'm so desperate for a friend. And then it just came down to like, Hey, do you want to do that? Do you want to go to dinner with me? Which felt so awkward, <laughs> but I was so desperate for a friend. It was something that I did. And I ended up 
ended up getting quite a few friends in Mexico that I still keep in contact with. That's yeah. awesome. I'm trying to imagine being um, somewhere new, not knowing the language, not having any friends going through what you went through. And actually, I feel like uh, you handled that really well. It's like a lot of people might have maybe just suffered in silence, but mm-hmm. it's awesome that you just really felt, sounds like you felt um, enough confidence that you could kind of just take the risk and risk rejection and all that. Well, and my husband, he would say to me, I would say, I'm sad or I'm lonely or I don't have a friend. And he would ask me, well, what are you doing about it? And he would uh, ask me that constantly. And I'm like, nothing. And he's like, well, if you want a friend, you got to be a friend, right? What are you doing about it? And so it was a good reminder for me. I was like, yeah, you're right. I do need to do something about it. Awesome. Sarah, do you have any uh, times when you've been through that kind of a situation? um, Like this one's hard because I was just thinking about this. and I'm like, I'm going to. Leanne, are you an introvert or an extrovert? Introvert. And then Andy's an introvert too then. Huh? So I don't I know if extrovert? I'm a little introvert or a little extrovert. I'm a okay. person that takes a while to build trust. So uh-huh. like if it if it takes me a while to build trust, then I consider myself an extrovert once trust has been built. But if trust hasn't been built yet, then I'm an introvert. <laughs> How do you, um, do you get, do you feel, do you, when you're like, we are spending the afternoon podcasting, mm-hmm. does it drain, when you're done doing this kind of thing where you're around people, does it drain you or does it energize you? A little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of both. Oh, so then I can't even. Kind of of mixed. Yeah, sounds like. (laughs) What about you, Sarah? Well, so that's the hard thing. Like, because I'm like one of these, I'm one of the people that like introverts hate. (laughs) Because I sit here and I think the world, like I love the world Mm -hmm. in terms of like, it's full of people. And to me, I was just thinking about this last week and I don't remember why, but I was thinking, how is anyone lonely? Like this world is full of people mm-hmm. and like there's, they're all out there to make friends. Like, so I went to Ohio last month by myself for a business trip and I was so excited to go back by myself because that meant I got to make new friends. I didn't have to like make sure that like everyone was like, if I went, like if you, if we went well, I want to get all of us to Africa. I'm sorry. That was what I was going to talk about um, with you guys earlier. I want us to all go to Ethiopia for journey. Um, I wanted us to do this. I want us to podcast in Ethiopia with mm-hmm. Ethiopians and get journey out there and get the awesome. book translated into Amharic. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Now Annie and Leanne are looking at me like deer with their eyes. <laughs> no. Like deer, no. Like, <laughs> Building but, connections goes far all the way to Africa. <laughs> but anyway, um, so so if so if we ever do take journey to Ethiopia, I'm gonna be watching out for you guys and like you know making sure that you um, are taken care of and everything mm-hmm. like that and like making sure that everything's going well. And as a result, I don't get the opportunity to make all like a bunch of new friends. Mm-hmm. But whenever I've gone to Ethiopia by myself, um, it gives you the opportunity to make friends. So to me, I don't know. I, like, I, so you're, you're, you're going to com- like hate my answer. That's my answer. <laughs> Actually, though, that's that's a great example, though, because your your cup is half full, maybe brimming full when it comes to the ability to make friends. So there's a range. It's not like on off. It's not like one person's a one and one person's a 10. It's like there's a whole entire range of personalities when it comes to this, but somebody can watch you or hang out with you Mm -hmm. and they can gain a lot like on how do I build connections? How do I, I like to, I've started thinking of 
building connections is kind of like one person takes a step forward, the other person takes a step forward. Like, again, it's not on off. It's like something that people are walking toward each other mm -hmm. all the time. So, Can I ask a question of Sarah? I'm yeah, curious. Sure. So like for me, I love people too. Like I would say like, yeah, I'm definitely a yeah. people person and I love people. But for me, there's also a trust, like a trust boundary that I think, can I trust this person or can I not? And so that's almost a hurdle for me to cross first. And, and so why is that not there for me? Yeah. I think of you, like, how do you, seems like you trust everybody right away. I do. So how do you do that? Um, I think that's just my natural, I think I grew up in a really safe family. And so my natural tendency is to just trust people. And as a result, I have gotten burned. I will say that, but I'm also the kind of person I'm very strong willed. Mm -hmm. So I will walk away if I need to walk away. Okay. Um, which is, that's a hard balance between being a Christian and when do you not walk away and when do you walk away? Mm -hmm. So it's not like I let relationships go. If you're really like, that sounds odd. I don't let relationships go. I think growing up in a very safe family, I just, um, my natural tendency is to trust people and God has protected me. Mm -hmm. There was this one time when we were at the movie theater when, when my daughter Abigail was a baby, our third child, and she was like a newborn baby. We went to take her into the theater because she was sleep. She just slept through the whole movie. And she did. She slept through the whole movie. That wasn't a problem. But um, it was late at night. And when I went to buckle her in her, her carrier car seat, like I sat her down next to this bench in the movie theater lobby. And um, this guy said something to me. He's like, oh, you have a cute baby or something like that. And I turned to look at him to, with a smile on my face to say thank you because I just trust everybody. Mm -hmm. And um, this is weird. Um, I looked up at him and there was nothing wrong with him. From the outward experience, he was like a 55-year-old man. Mm -hmm. Nothing looked completely normal. But I got way like red like warning 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 mm -hmm. and um it was just my husband and I and then Abby as a baby I couldn't speak to him like I looked up with a smile on my face to say thank you mm -hmm. could not speak because of the warning 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 went back down buckled her in picked her up started walking her out we got out to the parking lot and my husband goes I said to my husband I, I turned to my husband I go that was really weird and he goes yeah I know Hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean, you know? And I'm I like, I just had that weird, uh, like this weird warning feeling about that guy. And he goes, I know I did too. Oh, that's Isn't weird. that weird? Mm -hmm. So I think it's situations like that, that like, I just trust people, but then God's protected me. Yeah. And so far I'm 36 years old and been pretty, this is terrible. Uh, my answer is terrible well, here. I was going to say, I <laughs> admire people like you because when people trust sooner than the rest of us who don't, there's a connection gap that they're bridging more quickly. So they're trusting people more quickly. They're communicating better. They're learning more and the relationship goes deeper, faster. And that's one aspect. And the other aspect is sometimes like if you are a talkative person or an engaging person, but you're not immediately, people view you as rude. And that has happened to me several times in my life where I just haven't built up that trust yet. There is part of building a new relationship and trusting your instincts yeah, and trusting your gut because yeah. there's certain things I've learned about with building friendships. Like, you know, I can say this to this person, it's safe and it will stay with them. And there's other people that I've like, I really want to like go deeper with them or talk with them. But I'm like, I feel like that might get said to maybe 25 people. So I think maybe yeah, I should keep it your to gut me. About that. Yeah. And I think trusting your gut is a is a good thing to think about when building connections or building relationships. Well, and that story I have is just an immense version of trusting your gut 
to. Yeah, and, and maybe that gets developed if you are a little more courageous and you are a little more out there, and maybe that's something that gets developed. And um, let's, I guess let's kind of change gears a little bit because I feel like on the one hand, it's, you know, it's, it's super lonely when you're out there and, and you feel like everybody else is somehow connected in and I'm not. But then again, um, it's a problem we can overcome, especially when you're thrown into the situation like Annie was thrown into the situation. There's also kind of this big general thing of um, the current culture and people maybe, um, I don't know, are they making connections differently or are they not making connections really? Or is that not an either or? I mean, I would say from my perspective and even myself, Sometimes we look at the social media world and people are putting their highlight reels. So like I can look, go on it, go on Facebook for the weekend and see, man, their family did this and they did mm-hmm. this. They're such good moms. Everybody's happy. Everybody's laughing. Their marriage looks great. Like, but mine isn't like that. And then I see the next person and the next person and the next person. And it makes me think, okay, if 10 of my friends have great lives and I'm struggling I must be the only one. I'm just going to keep it to myself because nobody will understand or their lives are so great. Like, I'm sorry, that's your problem, but I can't identify. And so I think there's part of like me or my culture that says, I'm just going to keep it to myself because everything looks perfect. I know it's not for me, but it must be for them. So I'll just keep quiet. And that's isolating and lonely. Because when you're just like, you know, when you're just home alone and you haven't spent like the last, mm-hmm. you know, a couple weeks like with friends because, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And then you see your friend post a picture with friends mm-hmm. or whatever. You're like, oh, you know, it is. It's mm-hmm. the highlight reel. It right. Is, yeah. Um, and yet you could have been you could have been lonely that day. You yeah. know what I mean? And even that day, I remember thinking, like, I cannot wait to get out because my kids are driving me crazy. <laughs> so it was a perfect time for you to go out with friends. It yeah. was a the perfect time. you love very yeah, much. Yeah, I love very much. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. It is a highlight reel. Like I do see other people's and they look like she even had a filter on the picture. Then I was like, oh man, I look good. But like, I don't look like that in real life. Like that's that filter. Yeah, yeah she does. Though. I, I have to mention, this will show my age, but just a TV show we used to watch with Sybil Shepherd, and we used to call it the Sybil Shepherd filter because whenever the camera was on her, it was much fuzzier oh. than it was on everybody oh, else. Good. That soft filter thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like we all now have that ability mm-hmm. to put some kind of filter on ourselves. But so I guess trying to bridge these ideas of um, building connection, you're thrown in the situation, at least you can physically, mentally somehow do something about it. Moving into maybe our culture where um, we want to encourage people to somehow still get out in real life, make friends, <clears throat> take a break from social media once in a while. I, I, I wonder if that maybe isn't one of the best strategies that a person can do is just to get off social media very intentionally. I would love to know how, um, like someone I'm really close to, um, is an introvert and I, as an extrovert, I try to encourage her in, in building relationships with her friends because she wants to, but my suggestions like don't work. Like, I feel like the best teachers, just being a teacher, I feel Mm -hmm. like the best teachers are ones that struggled in school. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, it would be really nice. Um, if, 
if even I knew, how do you build friends, especially mm-hmm. as an introvert? Because to me, I, to me as an extrovert, to me, I just look around, I find the lonely person on the side of the room and I start asking them questions and that's how I build friends. But people that are introverts that are really close to me, when I say that, like, oh, just look around, look for someone who's off to, on their own and lonely and just start talking to them, asking questions like, mm-hmm. what do you do? Or what about, you know, and it just leads to other things and other things. And yet they won't even go and ask the question. Like it's mm-hmm. even too scary to just go talk to the other so, person. To your point, like I remember in Mexico having two paradigms, like I want really a friend really bad, but I'm also too scared to do it on my own. And they were like balancing each other for a while to the point where I wasn't doing anything about it. It was like, I really want a friend, but I'm too scared. I'll just let them balance each other. But then all of a sudden it got to be where the point was like tipping the scales where like, I want a friend so desperately bad that, you know, it started weighing a little bit heavier that I didn't really care if it was awkward or weird or like uncomfortable or like even facing rejection. Like if I get rejected, like I tried, like I want a friend so bad I don't care about some of those things. And I just, it took me a while to kind of get those scales like tipped a little bit or being so lonely. Then what, so you were in another culture, because I've never been in a, even when I've gone to Ethiopia, there's always been um, English, mm-hmm. there's usually always, yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much always English speakers around. There's only been like one day when I didn't have an English speaker around. Um, So I've never been in that situation. And it took, it would take, So I would say most introverts in that, not whether you're an introvert Mm -hmm. or not, most introverts would need to be in that level of uncomfortableness to get them to really push out of the comfort Mm -hmm. zone to actually push themselves. Because I feel like, and is, am I wrong here? At least what I've seen with, with those closest to me is that we don't have that in our society. We can, um, spend more time like talking about just, I have six Mm -hmm. kids, so they could just, instead of pushing themselves to build relationships, they could just be on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Right. But then I think it comes to the point where like, are you so lonely and are you okay with that? And, you know, it takes a very like inter introspective look to say like, I'm so lonely. And, you know, there's part of us that can deal with loneliness for a while. Like, and we are just chugging along. We're lonely. We're lonely. We're lonely. And then it gets to the point several times in our journey. Are we okay with being this lonely? Are we okay with not making these connections? Mm-hmm. And then what are we going to do about it? And we we're faced with a question each time, like, is this loneliness worth the isolation? Is it worth sadness? Is it worth all these things? And there's always a trade-off in life. And like speaking from personal experience, you know, I knew that loneliness was a trade-off for me. And was I comfortable with being uncomfortable? Was I comfortable with pushing myself? And it got to the point where I was like, well, TV doesn't really matter. There's no way to really connect. I mean, I have all the Netflix shows in the world, but I'm still lonely. I can still get on Facebook and social media. I can still get on Pinterest and do all these things, but I'm still lonely. Like I still want to make a connection with somebody and just share my life with somebody. I even had my family there. I just wanted another person to be with. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where like, what am I choosing? And it comes down to a choice really. And one thing I noticed about like Sarah's like, yeah, it's easy for me. I just go over and talk to a person that may be difficult for some people you were saying. So what you did, Annie, was you said, I'm, let's just find an activity, find something to do together. So maybe that's Mm -hmm. a little bit less threatening. That's an easier way to do it. Just to say, Hey, do you want to go for a walk? Right. Do you want to kick around a soccer ball? Mm -hmm. You know, if it's a kid. So 
maybe that's the thing. Just find if you can't take that step, take a different step. If you can't take that step, mm-hmm. take even an easier step to just what reach are out. Those, what would be those easier steps, though, do you think? Well, I guess there's – I'm sitting here like, okay, there's <laughs> so many that I can't think of one in particular. But, um, you know, I would say just something that's a little bit of a low – smaller investment what about like going grocery i'm i don't know but what about i this just came to me like going grocery shopping and making a point of like saying hello and asking how the the checkout cashier like how how's your day going or whatever or sometimes even think it takes like a simple invite it doesn't really matter what it is like you could even say hey like do you want to do something at some point like and you are almost throwing the ball back in the other person's court like i'm saying hey i want to do something like are you interested yeah and then maybe they can come, maybe they're more extroverted and they can come up with an idea or an example of something they do want to do together. To me, I just started a business and then I hired all these amazing people. And then I say, I'm not your boss. We just work together. <laughs> and then they become my friends. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay, great. No, because you're encouraging. I think that's, I think that's why you're very encouraging. I think that's your nat- as a natural strength for you is you're encouraging people and you like are good at building up. I will say that strengths. that has worked out really well for me is smiling at people and then like encourage, like his um, words of affirmation yeah. is like my love language. And so I encourage people. Mm-hmm. And so it opens the door then where we start building trust. Yeah. I will, oh, and, and I have a, tr- I will, t- speaking of trust, mm-hmm. um, I can tell pretty quickly. I mean, um, Don was on a different podcast with us and he mentioned the same kind of thing is that you can kind of, I can read, I feel like I can read people very okay. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has done me really well. Like I, I, I'm not just saying, oh, I feel like I can read people really well, but then I get, keep getting hurt by people. Yeah. I actually feel like I can read people really well, which is why I've never really cared to be like with some groups of people that other people would want to really be mm-hmm. with. Cause I'm like, I don't think I trust those people. So I'm going to go off over here and be with these people mm-hmm. over here. I think that, you know, like that's one thing that I've learned and maybe it didn't come naturally to me at the beginning was, you know, really when you're looking for a friend, you're looking for a good person. And it sounds like silly, like we all know that, but when you're so desperate to look for a friend, some of these other things don't matter. Like, you know, what they look like or even mm-hmm. their interest or like even sometimes even if you have everything in common, it comes down to character. Like they're kind, yeah. they're honest. And that's like really breaking it down to what you're really just interested yeah. in, in being around. Yeah. Cause I really care about being around people who have a lot of empathy, who mm-hmm. love people. Mm-hmm. That's why I like you ladies so much too. Well, thank you. <laughs> we like being around you too. <laughs> we like you too, Sarah. <laughs> so, and backing up just a little, because what I kind of heard between the lines of what you were saying just a little bit ago is, all right, so this might be hard or that might be hard, but do what's natural to you. So for me, there's a lot of friends I've made through art and not painting by, I do painting, mm-hmm. not me, myself, and I in my little studio so much as I go out and we do what's called plein air painting, which no one knows what that means. It means you're painting right on the spot, out in the open air, mm-hmm. trees filled, whatever you see. And I'll tell you what, I've made so many friends that way. And it's so easy because you're just all of a sudden age doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, 
political, religious? None of that because yeah. you have something in common and you found something yeah. in common. So I have a little story. I was, um, there's a planner painting thing in a town near us. And it's to the point where there's so many artists that have gotten to know each other that at one of the restaurants, when people are in between, like we'll be doing a lot of different paintings. So we're in between and somewhere between two o'clock and four o'clock in the afternoon, there's a big long table and somebody comes in and sits down and eats and then they leave and somebody else comes in, you know, it's just <laughs> totally really social. Cool. It's really fun. So then I decided to go to, I thought, oh, it'd be fantastic. I'm going to go to this plein air painting week in Wisconsin and it's going to be so great and awesome and driving up there. I'm like, why am I feeling depressed? What mm -hmm. is going on? And then I'm like, oh, all these I'm not going to know anybody. It's the social and everything that mm -hmm. I was really looking forward oh. to. But of course, yeah. um, after a day or two, there were people that I kind of knew and mm -hmm. we kind of hung out. And so um, maybe, so maybe think of something that's natural for you to do because that can kind of bridge and make connections with people. Mm -hmm. I was even thinking to the point of sometimes like when you're in a group setting with maybe people you don't know and you're like, I should probably strike up a conversation, but I don't really know what to talk about besides the weather or whatever. You know, one thing I like just this year I've learned is like, I'm just going to talk to people about what's going on in my life. Like sometimes yeah. I don't, I always use that as a barrier. Like I don't really know what's going on in their life. So I don't really know all the questions to ask them, but I know what's going on in my life. So I can talk to people about what's going on in my life. And I guess I just learned that this year. Like, Oh, I guess I can just talk about me. <laughs> And it feels awkward sometimes at first, but then people start talking about their life and it kind of you know goes back and forth. You know what's funny though? Like I didn't even realize just because you asked this question earlier and I'm just, so in that kind of situation, like when you said that, I went <gasps> like in my mind, yeah. like in my heart, I went a little like, like, yeah. because that sounds really scary. I think, well, I think the way that like I, that sounds really scary for the trust reason uh -huh. because, and maybe I should do it more. And I do talk about myself. That's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But um, I tend to break the ice by like trying to ask them questions mm -hmm. so much more because it's safer. Mm -hmm. It's like putting your arm out. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like building the relationship, but then mm -hmm. putting the arm out a little bit and then seeing how they respond yeah. and if they're kind or not. And then I'll start talking yeah. about. I think I'm generally speaking, I think people like that. Like I love it when people ask me questions because I feel like they're interested or they're engaged or they're trying to get to know me. So I feel special. Yeah. But then sometimes yeah. like I don't know what kind of questions to ask. So I have a hard time when it's a big group of people and there's no one on the outskirts. Okay. That I actually don't feel very good about those situations. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I would now I'm kind of curious. It's like I want to go up and ask people <laughs> these questions we've been talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so people listening could like comment in the comment section. On, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's true. Open up a dialogue here on Facebook or wherever you're hearing this. And yeah. And maybe, how do you like, yeah. How do you? I you, like that. Yeah. So we often end, <laughs> perfect segue, we often end with some things so that we can continue the conversation and you can be thinking as well, all you, everybody who's listening in wherever you may be. Um, here's a couple of questions to think about. Um, what is one thing you could do to begin getting to know people around you? And if you've had the experience of being lonely, how would you handle it differently now that you've been listening in? And is there anyone around you that you feel you might be lonely you could reach out to? 
I love these I like questions, them. Leanne. Me too. All right. <laughs> so you guys all, you two have to figure this out too and put your comments in. So anyway, thank you so much for listening in today. And thank you, Sarah and Annie, for being yeah, here. Thank you, Leanne. Thanks for having for us. Hosting. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time and make sure you like and subscribe. Visit us at journeycoaching.org and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Start your own journey at journeycoaching.org. Your life, your journey starts now.